episode 108, A Remarkable Business and Life Lesson. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. And uh, Jason, you know, I think it's so cool. Uh, we're talking about a an annual tradition for you, a uh, lunch with a good friend, and those always seem to be and lead to amazing conversations. And you've got a story for us again for this podcast about a, a great conversation that revealed a lot about life and business. Tell us the story. All right. Great being back with you, Dale. I have been really looking forward to this. Uh, yeah, there's this uh, man in Northern California. His name is Russ Colombo, and uh, he's the president and CEO of uh, Bank of Marin. Uh, it's a, a great bank. It's 26 years old, about $2 billion in assets, 21 branches and lending offices, very profitable bank, high-touch customer service. And uh, in fact, uh, before I even begin telling you about the lunch with Russ Colombo, uh, I kind of breezed over high-touch customer service. Let, let me give you an example of just how t- high touch the customer service is. Uh, a few years ago, uh, a car picked me up at the house to uh, bring me to the San Francisco airport to begin a trip. And uh, the driver knows that I never have any cash. So he doesn't even ask. He just drives right by the bank uh, so I can take a 100 or $200 out. So I've got some travel cash. And, and he did that day too. And I go up to the ATM and the ATM is not working and the bank is not open. And now I'm panicked because I know I can get some at the airport, but I don't even have $20 to give the driver. And so uh, the bank is not open, but there's two women on the inside of the bank, uh, Bonnie and Jackie, and they see my obvious dismay. And so they come and open the door and they said, what's wrong? And I said, the ATM is not working and I'm going on a trip, but I don't have a tip for the driver. They said, come on in. So uh, I I go in the bank and what these two women do is they rifle through their purses and come up with $90. They give me $90 and they say, pay us when you get back. Now, is that high touch customer? Customer service or what? Gosh. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking about all the times that I've pulled up to a shop ten minutes before they close, they before they open, and the employees just sit there and look at you smugly. Right, and, this, right. and they look at you, and they look at your watch, and you're not getting in until uh, uh, the the big hand strikes twelve. Exactly. Uh, so so anyway, it's it's just a remarkable bank, and so. Uh, uh, I've been with the bank for about 20 years. I'm a shareholder in the bank. And so Russ and I get together once a year uh, for lunch. And because we were doing it a little closer to the holidays this year, uh, we decided to bring our spouses along. And they really don't know one another that well, uh, but we thought it would be fun. So as we sat down yesterday, the small talk had started hardly started. And uh, we had mentioned that uh, we had met when we were 20 and we had a 40-year anniversary this year. And Russ and Lynn said, wow. Uh, we just had our 40th anniversary too, and uh, and Russ is a runner, and I'm so he's about 60, but he looks like he's about 35 or 40, and and Lynn looks terrific, and uh, so we started talking about 40 year relationships, and of course that inevitably led to. How did it happen? I mean, how did we make 40 years? Uh, Why do so many relationships fail? And we talked and we talked and we talked. And so then I came back to the office after the lunch and I got online because I I wanted to get some numbers. Uh, Dale, are you aware that about 50% of first marriages fail and that when people then remarry and do it again, 
it's even higher for subsequent ones. Were you aware of that? I, I've I'm, I've heard of the 50% failure rate for marriage, yes. Well, according to the American Psychological Association, the most recent data, it's, it's about 50% of all first marriages and much higher for subsequent ones. And unmarried relationships, those who live together, have an even higher failure rate, an abysmally higher failure rate uh, than those who become married. And so as the four of us sat there over lunch yesterday, we were talking about um, why were we able to make it? Because everybody faces ups and downs and good times and bad times, and there's all kinds of challenges. There's kids and mortgages and jobs and careers and changes where you live in economic circumstances and, and changing ambitions. And we came up with one thing, and I just want to run this by you, uh, because I, I, I believe that there's total applicability to business as well. Where we ended up is this. The one thing that has never changed in our relationships is having a shared sense of values. These four, five, or six values and we talk about them constantly in our relationships. Uh, we live our values. Uh, we're close in touch enough to make sure that one person's values are not changing. And then I started thinking about um, all the relationships I've seen that have failed, uh, marriages that have failed, business relationships that have failed. And invariably, I mean, unless I've got blinders on here, the reason relationships fail is because people's values change. And if all of a sudden you've got one person with one set of values uh, and another person with another set of values, whether this is in a marriage, a domestic relationship, or whether this is in business, uh, how can you continue having a relationship? And so that's when the acrimony begins. I mean, that's when the fighting starts. That's when the losing touch with one another begins. And ultimately, the relationship fails. And so I, I kept thinking about this yesterday a lot. And one, a lot of things in life change, but the values never change. Uh, you need to revisit them constantly. You really need to celebrate them. Y you need to talk about them. And by doing that, what happens is it will ensure everybody's staying on the same page. And so yesterday at lunch, we were kidding about the fact that maybe before people live together, maybe before people get married, maybe before people decide to spend their lives together, there should actually be a values test. I mean, you need to sit down with someone and say, all right, Mary, what are your values? Sam, what are your values? And point out to them, I mean, that if their values are not the same, uh, it's going to be like uh, fire and water, or uh, there's no way to make a relationship out of that. So I want to run that by you, see what mm -hmm. you think. Uh, you know, I'm sitting here, and I, I pulled out the uh, sheet of paper of the Dixon family values, and I was... Uh, reminiscing about how we came to this at the dinner table and we've got two kids 16 and 14 and and uh, we we basically had an exercise over dinner of each person identifying their personal core values those things that um, they they will adhere to no matter what and uh, we shared those as a family and we came up with a core list of uh, of five that uh, we all agree on and agree to live by and up to. Uh, we Will you share them? Sure, yeah. Okay. So uh, the first is respect. Do unto others as they want done to them. Yes. Uh, gratitude. Uh, we're thankful for the blessings in our life. We seek wisdom. That's number three. We, yes. We take initiative. We look for what needs to be done, and we do it. And uh, finally, 
Don't be a quitter. Never stop doing your best and being your uh, being your all. Wow. And how often do you actually talk about these things? You know, and I'm thinking, and that's part of the reminiscing. We don't do it often enough. Like I've, I'm able to pull it. It's right here. It stares me in the face all the time. But um, we regularly have dinner conversations. But we need to be better about the ongoing conversation. That's where. Now, so let me ask you: Did you do this? Uh, uh, is this something you did a long time ago, or did this happen as a result of of one of those podcasts we did with that great automobile dealer uh, from Toledo, Ohio, Steve Taylor, uh, when we were talking about the Taylor family values? This, was that this? Was yeah, that this, this oh, absolutely happened out of the podcast, out of a co- our conversation that day. We immediately sat down as the Dixon family had the conversation identified the values and came out with the the core values up for the family that each of the four of us can uh, agree to and that we will live up to. Well, what I was thinking about earlier uh, this morning uh, before we got together to talk was um, if, if I have something that's very, very good, uh, I want everybody else to have it. And uh, I can't. And so I was thinking about what this life would have been like by myself, uh, the ups and the downs and the challenges and the joy and the hurt and the pain. And, uh, I can't imagine, uh, having walked down the road by myself. And we talked about that with Russ and Lynn a lot yesterday, how much, uh, how wonderful it is to share your life. I mean, with someone who's always there for you and you're always there for them and I, that's something that I would want everybody else to have, um, but I don't think it's possible to have un- unless you're both on the same page and both sharing the same values. And uh, so I guess that's the big message for the day. Um, make sure whoever you're going to spend your life with uh, that you both share the same set of values. If you do that, you'll be able to weather any storm that comes your way. If you don't share the same values – you're probably not going to make it. You're going to be one of those 50% of all relationships uh, that end up in you know what. And it's a fun conversation to and, and a fun process to to sit there together and talk through, you know, here are those things that are so important to me that, that I'm not going to give on and uh, in the respect, the gratitude, seeking wisdom. Uh, and and this is what I believe to be really important in my life. And then we had that conversation, the four of us, and I think it's a powerful, um, eye-opening experience with with the person you love to sit there and have that conversation. You know what? I will. Uh, I'll say this, uh, and this this sounds so big and so convenient that people will actually question the accuracy of it. I bet the subject comes up once a day in our house. Wow. Once a day in our house, somehow the subject of values. I mean, uh, we'll say that wouldn't have happened. Uh, we wouldn't have gone down the road that those people went down because it just never fit our values. And, and what you got to do, what, what you really have to do, um, and maybe that's the magic that we can impart to people today is it's like anything else in life. Uh, as you begin a journey together, uh, you can't agree to the four or five or six or seven values that you share and not revisit them. I mean, what you really need to do is sit down very frequently. What I say is talk about them and celebrate them and just make sure on this journey that you're continuing to be on the same page. Oh, great advice. Jason, thank you so much. Uh, 
Any uh, any book recommendations for us today? Uh, yeah. Well, in the Western world, uh, Christmas is coming up, Hanukkah is coming up, Kwanzaa is coming up. It's a uh, it's it's time to uh, give gifts. And uh, I was just uh, autographing uh, about a week ago uh, when I was on the road. Uh, I was autographing a whole bunch of books. And uh, this this customer, uh, there were about eight hundred people there, and they had purchased four hundred copies of the Reinventors and four hundred copies of the High Speed Company. And so uh, everybody got one of the two books. And uh, so every time I'm with my books, I have an opportunity to kind of leap through and smile and think, wow, I mean, that, that chapter is really good or that chapter in that book is really spot on. And so I would suggest, uh, you know, uh, if, if you like the podcasts, if you like the stuff that we impart, the life lessons, the business lessons that we impart, uh, well, show your gratitude, buy a book uh, and uh, just go to Amazon.com or any bookstore and, uh, and the books are there. Mm, fantastic. Thank you so much. You know, Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. To find out how you can arrange to have G- Jason keynote your next event or leadership conference, learn about his fees and availability, be sure to check out the website, jason-jennings.com. Click the contact button. Follow the instructions right there. Jason's always on email. You're still responding to, I mean, you don't let one email come in that you don't respond to. It's just amazing. Uh, no, but but one of the things that we decided earlier uh, when we were doing our podcasts was to uh, have appointment email. And so uh, I open email at about 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, respond to almost all of them. At lunchtime, I'll open up email and respond to it. And then at the end of the day, uh, I'm, I'm never going to become a slave to email again. But yes, I, I respond to every email. And in fact, in an upcoming episode, I've, I've got a ton of great emails that I've received and responded to. And uh, we'll share some of those coming up in an episode. But my email address is jason at jason-jennings.com. Love to hear from you. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Go live out your values. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.